Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I am Will Brinson. I am your host. We have a two-man weave today as we break down some fantasy talk heading into Week 12. Joining me as he does every week, now for two years running. I cannot believe that you've agreed to do this. Actually, I think you enjoy it. I assume you enjoy it, Heath. We found Heath Cummings. I assume you would have found some excuse to get out of this, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely. Well, I learn things just in our talks before the show and our talks after the show. During, like, <laughs> I, I learn things that have nothing to do with my job. But, like, I found out that you get alerts on your phone when you get emails mm. from work. And that, to me, is just crazy. It's probably uh, stupid. It's pretty stupid. I, I have I put out a, a Twitter poll asking if people get alerts on their phones. And uh, through the first 100 votes, less than half of the people that follow me get alerts on their phones for email. Wow. You know, I almost feel like uh, email has become uh, – I'm retweeting that poll. Yes, but only good emails. Yes, randomly. I'm going to say yes, randomly. Um, I find that, uh, no, I'm sane. <laughs> uh, you know what? I might turn it off. Maybe I'll just get rid of it. Cause I'm not sure that I have any, or like at this point, I think we've gotten to where any urgent email or any urgent communication from a boss figure is probably going to be texted. You know, like if something is breaking news or sent via Slack. Or via Slack, that's right, yes. Or if it's breaking news, Twitter's gonna send you an alert. That's true. I don't think I've gotten a good email, and I don't just mean an urgent email, I don't think I've gotten a good email <laughs> in like two years. I will say though, I was reading, uh, Port, our boss's October programming newsletter, cause I like to save those and go through them thoroughly and read through them and examine metrics and, uh, mostly look, you know, Google control F for my name. Uh, did you read the October, Heath? Yes. Cause you got a big shout out. It was yeah. Heath Cummings is a stud for your Heath, running for your breakdowns. Heath Cummings is a stud. That's that's a nice thing to hear. Yeah, it's always nice. You should throw it in. Um, and obviously that that email came out like ten days ago, but you know, um, I was busy sorting through all the crap emails I got to get to the good ones. Um, one more question. My uh, friend of mine, David Thompson, not the basketball player, but he is an NC State fan. Um, he tweeted me and said that he is on a plane, right? He said, woman next to me on the plane is eating fish. Fish! Is that the worst thing? And I wonder, would you rather, would you rather the person next to you eat fish or take their shoes off and put their feet up against the back of the seat? The whole eating fish thing doesn't bother me. You know what bothers me? When somebody eats cereal on a plane. Cereal? Because certain people, in fact, a lot of people, I don't know if you've noticed this, when they eat cereal, is this they- Is a loud issue? They slurp the milk. Oh. And like, I will smell, you can, I will smell fish the entire flight. Really? Versus hearing someone slurp soup or milk out of a cereal bowl. And it kind of smells gross. Um, I would, I would argue that, uh, it would it depend on the, the kind of fish. Like if you're busting out some like tilapia on the plane, then you're, you're going to hell. 
you know. Yeah, I, that doesn't bother me. But I am also the guy that microwaves fish here in the office probably twice a week. <laughs> I do enjoy that you do that. <laughs> Just various types, too. Like, I eat a wide ramahi, salmon, well, tilapia, you know, sway. You, you guys are in Fort Lauderdale, so that's also kind of different. Like, that is by the sea. There is a lot of good fish that you should be eating. Now, I would argue that microwaving fish is disgusting in general, but, you know, we're getting into semantics here. What – um. For those who don't know, in the CBS offices, the, the kitchen is located in one, it's a very big kitchen. It's located in a corner, uh, two big entrances, but it's, how, what's the proximity of this fish smell that like? Oh, I don't think like, it doesn't go much outside of the, of the microwave really, but then I always, I am also eat at my desk guy. Oh, for sure. Me too. So I bring the fish to my desk, mm. I pot out of the microwave and eat it at my desk. I'd probably do a loop around the office. And like, <laughs> Steve, what's going on? Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, that is tilapia. How are you doing? Great. All right. Um, let's get to some fantasy talk. <laughs> this is a this is a weird this is a weird week. It's a big week and it's a tough week. Um, I don't recall a week twelve. You know, you have probably either two or three weeks left before your playoffs. Um, you are probably. I think that maybe I'm crazy, but I don't. I don't have a lot of leagues, Heath, where. There's somebody who's like 10 and one. I mean, there's a couple of them, but like, it's mostly like five and six, six and five. And who the hell knows who's going to make the playoffs? Critical people on by this week and a bunch of injuries, especially at running back, isn't it? I feel like two thirds of the teams in, in my leagues, in every league are somewhere between seven and four and five and six. Mm-hmm. And that's like, once you've reached eight wins, you're in. And if you have seven losses, you're probably out. It's those three records, and it seems like everybody is in that range. And I also agree it is the most – like it's going to be frustrating how many times you're going to ask me a question during this, and I'm going to have to give a qualifying answer. Sure. Because there are also a ton of situations that are still a little bit up in the air right now. I mean that's always the case when we talk, but it's more so this week. Thankfully, we got clarification on the Colts running back situation. Well, not really. Sort of. We well, clarification on who's playing. We have no idea what the touches are going to be. Right. In that situation, and, and there's just a there's a bunch of situations like that. So no, I agree. I I am feeling the pressure, not just of my own teams, but like I'm giving out advice. Teams, twenty percent of the teams playing this week are going to be eliminated this week from playoff contention. Uh huh. I would say, yeah. and twenty percent are going to clinch a playoff berth this week, and uh, that's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. Um, so I I'm in this league that Tom Fernelli runs, and it, 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 you know, you and I talked. I don't maybe we tweeted about it, but we had two matchups that were coming down to Monday Night Football. You got the best of me in the Dynasty League. Now I'm on the rails in that league, and I've I've got to squeeze out a win this week against Jamie's team, who's the best team in the league. Uh, in a, in another league that I'm in with that Tom Fernelli runs, I played Chip Patterson. Uh, he had Patrick Mahomes, Damian Williams, and Travis Kelsey on uh, on on Monday night. I had Austin Eckler. I don't remember what the score was going in. I, I, I didn't, I didn't have an option to get Robert Woods out of my lineup on Sunday. So I took a goose egg on that. I beat Chip by less than 0. 0.3 points. And, uh, as a result, I am like in on the playoff per, playoff edge. But, and the reason I mentioned it is not, not to brag that I beat Chip by 3.3 points, but, uh, my running backs are Austin Eckler and Marlon Mack. One just had surgery on his hand. The other is on a bye. That creates a problem. On waivers on Tuesday, the two running backs that I got on waivers, Jonathan Williams and Naheem Hines. Lovely. Glad Jordan, Jordan Wilkins is back. So he is back. He Jordan Wilkins practiced in full and was removed from the injury report. Okay. So Jonathan Williams, we have no idea now. 
I, I, yeah. what his value is. Well, I was going to ask this. My thought process with this team, because, and, um, I, I think I have a, I think I have better matchups than the other guy, but there's some issues. I have Will Fuller at wide receiver. We don't know if he's going to play on Thursday night. I have Robert Woods at wide receiver. We don't know if he's going to play on Monday night. Um, I'm thinking about dropping Jonathan Williams for Raheem Mostert. Good or bad move? I would rather have Raheem Mostert. I think Although so we don't, I would probably, I don't think if he's still available right now. I this don't is, think we're recording this at Wednesday at 3.15 p.m. Right. If that's a league where you can pick somebody up off like free agency, I would wait until as late on Thursday as possible. Right. Because we might get some indication the Colts are still starting Jonathan Williams, but Jordan Wilkins will get touches. Jordan Wilkins will start this week, something like that. Or we might hear Matt Breed is back at practice. And if Matt Breed is back at practice, then you probably don't want Raheem Mostert over Jonathan Williams. Yeah, it's a dicey situation. The um, and I and I again, I'm I'm not doing I'm not looking for advice from Heath on my specific team. I'm trying to provide a. Uh, actionable situation. I feel like other people might be in. Uh, Jordan Wilkins is actually a free agent in this league too. Somehow, would you add? So you would. What? How? How would you handle these running backs in this Colts Texans game tonight? Uh, right now, and I'm I'm hoping. But by the time people hear this, I I hope that Frank Reich or someone has said something that makes us think we know something. Right now, it's mostly a guess. Uh, Naeem Hines is my favorite in PPR. Right. In fact, not to interrupt you, but. Um, uh, maybe you saw this. Like he's Jordan Wilkins is not going to have an injury designation whatsoever. Correct. Okay, so he's not even on the injury report. No, there's no concern over Jordan Wilkins' injury. Other, there is concern over his uh, skill set, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. Um. So the one like Hines is the guy we know what's going to happen. He's going to see four to six targets. He's probably going to carry the ball three or four times, and he is my favorite in PPR. If I knew that Wilkins or Williams was going to get two-thirds of the carries, that person would be my favorite. But we have no reason. Like, Jonathan Williams just performed better than Jordan Wilkins ever has in an NFL game. Mm -hmm. But also, up until five days ago, there was no question they valued Jordan Wilkins more than Jonathan Williams. For sure. And, so and, I, don't, I don't think we have any reason to have any confidence at all which of those guys is going to get. So that just makes them both kind of the same thing. It's a boom or bust low-end flex that you can start with no confidence whatsoever. The Houston Texans are in the bottom quadrant of teams in terms of rushing yards allowed to running backs. However, they are number two. They've allowed 808 rushing yards to running backs on 181 carries. They've allowed 619 receiving yards to running backs on 73 catches. That's the most catches. That's the second most yards behind only the Chiefs. Um, and they have allowed the fourth most receiving touchdowns to running backs. I'm with you on Naeem Hines. I think if he's out there, I think, I think you're playing him in, in, in almost like maybe, well, I was going to say maybe you have Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, but Dalvin Cook's on a bye too. So I think Naeem Hines is probably a play this week in a game that could feature plenty of checkdowns. I don't remember. Did he get hurt the last time they played Houston? Hines? Because he only had three touches in that game. That's a good question. Um, might have been and they, they threw the ball to – like he played late in the third quarter. Like for the first three quarters, he had one catch and one carry. But that's when Marlon Mack was healthy too. So, yeah, I do – another thing that will factor that in game, – That game was a shootout though, right? Wasn't that a high-scoring game? I don't. I believe that's correct, but I, I really don't remember. I don't either. This, for those that don't know, this this uh, season is long and grinding, and it kills you, and it breaks your soul. Uh, but other than that, everything's great. Thanks for asking. 
Uh, I don't remember what week that was, to be perfectly honest. I was going to look and see uh, what. Uh, it was a shootout. The Colts won 30 to 23. Jacoby Brissett threw 39 passes, and two of them went to Naheem Hines. Yeah, what if he got hurt? We could have researched this. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, I'm going to quickly do a control F on injured to see if he pops up on there. He does not. So he was not injured, at least, at least on the, uh, the game, the game. Yeah. Through. I think it was just yeah. a game where Marlon Mack took a lot of the touches. Mostly it's a situation of we don't know. You probably don't want to start the Colts, in my opinion. If you are starting one, it would be Hines and PPR. Okay. Um, so would you, in this situation, if Wilkins is out there and Williams is on your roster, do you drop Williams for Wilkins? I would rather have Wilkins than Williams, and I say that with zero percent confidence. Sure, you're just basing it on what we've seen in the past, right? Um, Juju Smith-Schuster supposed to miss this week against Cincinnati. I dropped AJ Green in a league. I'm done. I don't think they're going to play him. You are a week behind me. Okay. I dropped him in every league that I'm in last Cheers. week, including our 22 team league, the Office League. The office 2016 league. league, I think. I think it used to be 2016. Maybe it's 22. It's wow. That's okay. All right. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's where you're at. Um, what are you going to do about Robert Woods? Hope that they tell us something. Like, I don't think you can really plan on having him until they say that he's going to be back, but it was also a personal situation and you wouldn't expect that to last another week. The problem is he plays on Monday night. Yep. So if he doesn't show up to practice by Saturday, then you pretty much have to make alternate plans. Okay. Um, would you start Josh Gordon over Robert Woods if there's no information about Robert Woods by Sunday at noon? Yes. I think you'd have to. Okay. All right. I'm just thinking of like somebody in that fringe. I would rather have Josh Reynolds on my bench. Ooh, that's a good call. I would rather that's probably the only one. Um I might well, and also what are you are you are you planning on Brandon Cooks playing? Right now we don't have him projected, but Sean McVay sounded optimistic. If he gets a practice in, then we'll get him into the projections and I think he in this game especially you have to look at him as more of a boom bust number 3, kind of like a Will Fuller, Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin type. The main problem for him is that they've not been able to protect Jared Goff enough so that he can get open deep. Yep. And I don't think they're going to be able to protect him enough against the Baltimore Ravens of all teams. And he's so. not, he's not necessarily like a, pos- like Woods would be fine in this game because he's going to be a yeah. possession guy. Right. Cooks, not so much. Right. I do think Cooks could help Cooper Cup a lot. For sure. Um, were, are you, were you aware that Devontae Parker had more receiving yards this year than Sammy Watkins? I am aware that Devontae Parker has reached the point and for the first it's it's okay because for the first five years of his career he was one of the more overrated players by analysts the king of training camp everyone wanted to like him and he let us down it's the pendulum swung too far the other way people don't want to believe it he's been a top 20 wide receiver since week four Mm -hmm. he has scored at least 11.9 fantasy points in all of his games since then he has double digit targets in the two games since preston williams got hurt you just start Devontae Parker now. Uh, do you know about the wager that I have with Ryan? Well, I, we actually didn't wager anything on it, which is a shame, but it's more like a pride wager. I said Devontae Parker would finish the year with more receiving yards than Sammy Watkins uh, to Ryan and Sean. At week one, that looked very bad. Now it looks like it actually has a chance, which is, so that's fun. Uh, other running backs of note, 
that we have to deal with. Because again, Gordon, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler are on by. The Chiefs are all on by. Who knows what the hell is going on with them? Dalvin Cook's on by. Mac is hurt. Uh, I'm sure there are more issues. Uh, Bo Scarborough or Bo Scarborough. If you I think, yeah, bro. Scarborough. Scarborough. Because it's not, it's Scar B-R-O-U-G-H. Yeah, and I always add an extra O in there, For and sure. then when I self-edit, I have to go back and take it out. Yeah, like, why did that player name Link? Oh, that's not his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's better uh, Scarborough. I am conflicted on him, but yeah. I like him more than I do the Colts. Yeah, for sure. Um, he looked like the best runner the Lions have. I like the fact that like they went into that game with the plan that he was their starting running back. He got the very first carry in the game, and no one else got more than three carries. Yep. At least no other running backs. Um, but complete lack of involvement in the passing game makes it difficult in PPR. He pretty much has to score a touchdown. And this is still a bad rush offense. Yep. So I, I view Scarborough as a high-end flex in non-PPR and a low-end flex in PPR. Hopefully, I mean, in theory, the game script would play out where the Lions have the lead and he runs 25 times against Washington's defense. Yeah, I, although Jamie Eisenberg said something on FFT today and I hadn't really, like, I am, the thing I'm bad at is the thing that he's good at is just saying, I think this is the Darius Guy's breakout week. Hmm. And I'm more of like the projections and zone. Well, that's okay, a, this- that's a hunch move. Right. Right. That's yeah. a gut move. Yeah. Jamie yeah. has no factual basis for his analysis, <laughs> really no logic or reasoning for anything he does. <laughs> He usually has factual basis for his analysis and logic and reasoning in this instance. Yeah. Um, but then after he said that, Adrian Peterson popped up on the injury report with a toe injury and didn't practice on Wednesday. Man, Geis could be a league winner down the stretch somehow. Geis, is the Redskins, Dolphins, or Giants going to win leagues? It's going to be amazing. If, if if he gets 15 carries against the Lions, then this turns real interesting. Yeah, it does. Would you rather start Naeem Hines? Or Bo Scarborough? In 100% um, dependent on the format. So Scar- Scarborough in uh, <laughs> non-PPR and Hines in PPR. Okay. Um, what about Royce Freeman and Jamal Williams? Are they just flexed? Like, in, in this kind of situation with everything going on, just I'm thinking like, I'm just looking, I was thinking to the running backs that people might have available or might be trotting out there in, uh, you know, in, in week 12 with all the crud that's floating around so for freeman i think he's out it's over with i i'm rostering him just in case Lindsay gets hurt but brandon allen does not dump the ball off to running backs like Mm. joe flacco did there are not the same number of targets available to philip Lindsay and royce freeman while at the same time they've made an effort to give a larger piece of the pie to philip Lindsay instead of royce freeman so he's seen volume decrease in two different areas, and I just I, I don't know that he's going to get much work in the red zone. So I'm he's not in my top 35 running backs this week. Mm. I'm actually oddly, and I feel like I need to take a second look at the projections because this doesn't sound right. But I'm okay with Jamal Williams this week. Last time we saw the Packers, it was pretty much a 50-50 split again yep. for Jones and Williams, and Williams definitely looks like the better option in the passing game, at least since Devontae Adams has gotten back. So I, I think Williams is a high end flex in both formats and, and maybe even a number two in PPR. Okay. That league I mentioned where I have crap, I have two Colts running backs. Yeah. I offered two teams who've already clinched the playoffs. I, one guy I offered, uh, Will Fuller for Royce Freeman. Another guy I offered Will Fuller for Tariq Cohen. Is that a mistake? 
Yeah, I don't I I don't know that it's a mistake because who knows when Will Fuller is going to play. But if Will Fuller is healthy for this week and plays the rest of the season, then I think that's a massive loss. Yeah, but I but I mean I need to win this week to get in. Is my logic. oh I've made like I you're in the telethon league. Yeah, and I'm six and five in that league. Really have had a rough year with injuries. I've got Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis <laughs> Kelsey, Austin Eckler. And Stefan Diggs. Wait, we played in the in the thing. Yes. Yes. You, you beat me this week. I did beat you this week. Yeah. You got it's me. You got in me. desperation mode. Yeah. And I've got seven players on a bye. Mm. And so I uh there's only one team in that league with eight wins. And I offered him Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and or no, Patrick Mahomes, Stefan Diggs, and Tyree Kill. For uh Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and DeAndre Hopkins. Basically, I need to win this week, so I'm going to offer you this. I'm going to make your team. Like he should take the deal, but I don't know that he will, he will or not. Yeah, it was rough for you that Mike Badgley outscored Tyree Kill. You don't go. That's into a that, problem. Yeah, you don't go to that thinking that's going to be the case. Um, all right, uh, we mentioned Colts and Texans. So Will Fuller, you start him if he's if he's if he's if he's if he's, if he's active. Do you start him? He's a number a boom bust number three for me. Okay, same range as Brandon Cooks if he's active. Okay, um, and I would rather start. Will Fuller on Thursday, if he's active, then Brandon Cooks, then wait for Brandon Cooks on Monday personally. 100%, yes. Yeah. Like if you, if you, if that's your choice, go with Will Fuller. That iPad is lighting me up. Uh, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, any interest? Very little. I mean, they're right in that same com- I I shouldn't say very little. I prefer both Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde to any Colts backs. Okay. By the way. So- and I prefer Duke to Hyde and PPR and Hyde to Duke and non PPR. They're in the high end flex range. Okay. Um, if T.Y. Hilton is active, are you starting him? Probably. Okay. We know, I mean, first off, and I don't really buy into these things too much, but he's just destroyed Houston. Um, also their pass defense is terrible, so that makes sense. I, I well, I, th- I also think he's like been vocal about destroying Houston too. Like, it's not like he just destroys Houston and everybody's like, well, that's random and weird. He like, he has like some beef against the Texans and I don't I know what I do it is. try harder against this team than I do against other teams. I, you and Prisco don't buy that. Like, I buy that. Like, I, I mean, like, oh, I do. I do. I, mean, kind like, of, yeah, I, I, mean, I think I, it's funny when you, like, the way he says it makes you think, man, yeah. we sound stupid. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of buy it. Yeah. I definitely want to at least talk about it. <laughs> sure. I, 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 I try harder at different things in life. Um, we have some breaking quarterback news. It's not really breaking. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is listed as a full participant in practice. He's shaken off that hip injury that he dealt with. Um, that was really just me segueing into quarterback situations. I actually don't mind Mitchell Trubisky this week if you're desperate and he starts. Is that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. The um, Giants stink. The Giants do stink. It's not crazy because Mitchell Trubisky is like not a great play. It's just there are... There are other quarterbacks available on waivers that are in very good situations and might might be like Jeff Driscoll kind of has been what we were hoping Mitchell Trubisky would be, right? <laughs> a Running low, a low lot volume more. runner. <laughs> yes, and he has very good weapons. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar Driscoll. Lamar Driscoll, eighty-eight rushing yards in two games. I think Jamie. I think Jamie said on the show today more rushing yards in his last two games than Kalen Balaj has in his last five. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know. Did you watch any of the any of that game, the Dallas Detroit game? It was it was not a it was it was actually kind of a shootout. And but Driscoll, most of Driscoll's runs were just like, oh crap, guys are covered. Sprint up the middle. 
Well, that's what Gardner, Gardner Minshew was doing too. Sure, for sure. That, that yeah. worked. Like, we've all played Madden. Yeah. That works. No, it, it works. I might get to play Madden after this. Um, just kidding. Baker Mayfield. What do you think about Baker against the Dolphins? I'm lukewarm on him. Okay. I, like, I think he could definitely be good. Um, but also they might just get a two score lead and run the ball 115 times. I like the over in this game because Miles hmm. Garrett's missing. Uh, Rashad Jones and another defensive player were put on injured reserve for the Dolphins. Neither team has its primary playmakers on defense. Okay. Um, I don't think it's like 44. So we're not, I'm not talking like a massive scoring outburst, but I just see like, I think, I think the, I think the, I think the Browns will hang a number on them this week. I think they're going to cover the 11 points. It would be a good week to get Odell Beckham going. It, it would, it certainly would be. Um, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers? I mean, would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Aaron Rodgers at San Francisco? I have these two back to back. Oh, that's kind of cool. I'm, very good job going back and forth on them. I think me, I'll Diva? probably, I think that was me. Was that me? Did I get credit for that? I think I'll probably end up with Mayfield ahead of Rodgers. If you look at Aaron Rodgers this year in two different splits, one against defenses that are allowing less than seven yards per attempt, uh-huh. and the 49ers are allowing less than six yards per yeah. attempt, in those three games, he's not broken 240 yards once, and he does not have a game with multiple touchdown passes. Mm, he's got four concerning. road games this season. In only one of them did he break 250 yards, and in only one of them, the same game, did he throw multiple touchdown passes. Mm, He's not been good at all on the road. He's not been good at all against good defenses. He's on the road against a good defense. I'd prefer to sit him. Okay. So you would start Baker Mayfield over Aaron Rodgers then? Yeah. Okay. I would, I, I would too. And I think you're at the point of the season too where like, I mean, Rodgers had that two, two game run. Maybe three if you want to count the Detroit game at home. I mean, he lit up Oakland at home. He threw three touchdowns at 300 yards at Kansas City. And like, he's been mostly pedestrian and sinking your fan. In fact, you know what? If you're, if you're starting Aaron Rodgers, you're probably not in the playoff hunt. So bench him. He's now, not even having that good of a season. That, that's very, all of those things are very true. I, I do want to say one thing. I probably agree with you, but go ahead and I'll echo it if you do. To counteract. Um, earlier this year, week four, he was three weeks into the season. He had four total touchdowns. He hadn't thrown for more than 235 yards mm-hmm. in a game. And you were told to sit Aaron Rodgers even against the Philadelphia Eagles. We weren't sure their defense was as bad as it is now. And he threw for 400 yards. He ran for 46 yards. He had a couple touchdowns. And most, I believe everyone we told you to start over him was not as good as him. Yep. And I didn't feel bad about that. But if you're the type of person that's going to see Aaron Rodgers do something like that on your bench and get mad about it because his name's Aaron Rodgers, I don't think this is a good spot to start him. I don't want to start him. But we always say, know what's going to make you the most mad. And I would point out, too, that it is – in fact, you know what? I wouldn't bench Aaron Rodgers this week because here's why. This game is in primetime. It is in San Francisco. It is against the team that selected Alex Smith over him when he was drafted. I know that sounds like a, uh, that's a Jamie, not a Jamie, that's a gut, that's a gut thing. But Aaron Rodgers it plays with a chip on his shoulder almost as much as anybody in the history of football. 
And I would anticipate that he goes in that game locked in, looking to boost his uh, standing in the MVP uh, rating. It's also for probably the number one seed in in, in the NFC. He's, he's he can't be in the MVP race. If they if they ran the table down the stretch, he would he would be involved in it. Not not legitimately, but he would be involved in it. Yeah, he shouldn't be. He was on the ballot. He was. I put Cousins on my ballot and left Rodgers off. Rodgers, we Sean Sean Wagner had our ballots. Like Rodgers was like fifth. What is he doing on there? I would. I think I take both Gasly and Michael Thomas over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Michael Thomas buoyed that team while Drew Brees was gone. All right, um, Ryan Tannehill, any interest? Oh yeah, uh, what, what, are you going to start Dak Prescott at, at the Patriots? That's the toughest one for me. I prefer Prescott to Rodgers. Oh wow, okay. Um, because Prescott's been better than Rodgers this year. Yeah, that's a really good secondary. It is a really good secondary. I think. I think this is a tough spot for the Patriots and they've not been tested very much. No. Like they've, they've faced one quarterback all year who is averaging more than seven yards per attempt. Yep. Like which that seven yards per attempt is below average now, which, which is your way of saying that Carson Wentz isn't a good quarterback. Well, he's been below average this year. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I, I think it like this, if Kyle Shanahan or like, uh, hell, I don't know. Um, even Doug Peterson were coaching the, this Cowboys roster. I would be licking my chops to take the Cowboys plus six in New England. But because it's Jason Garrett, and that, although I will say that Jason Garrett, I think will actually, his conservative nature will play into the cap, play into the, the Patriots weakness. Like I think they'll run the ball at the Patriots and you can run the ball in the Patriots. And if you do that, maybe you set Dak up for some play action. Um, I, I think if you have Dak, he's been so good that you, you have trouble benching him. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's not too. Dis- I think Lamar Jackson's got a tough matchup on Monday too. But you know, you're not sitting. You're not sitting either one of those guys. I'm not starting sitting either one. And I'm gonna I'm gonna help your argument from earlier. I just looked it up. Aaron Rodgers has played six career games against the 49ers. Oh boy. He has averaged 321 passing yards per game. He has thrown 13 touchdowns and two interceptions. Okay. I don't think you can sit Aaron Rodgers. Not for Baker Mayfield. I'm, I'm still sitting Aaron Rodgers. Not for Baker though. Well, the problem is like. I, I have Ryan Tannehill at a Baker. I'm not sitting Ryan. I'm not sitting Aaron Rodgers for Ryan Tannehill. But that that's and that's the point I was trying to make earlier. It's yeah. like the names in your head are like I'm not doing that. Yeah. And that's that's perfectly fine. For people that read my advice, they just need to know that I'm not really considering that very much. Right. I, th- that is always important too, by the way. If you're like if you're following somebody for fantasy advice or gambling advice, you need to understand what what they are what methodology they're using for their approach. Like you need to understand that Heath is going to take a contrarian stance on a lot of stuff, and that he's going to take a hard line statistical approach, and he's going to bench Aaron Rodgers if his stats say to bench Aaron Rodgers. Um, I am of like I I'm a, I tend to be like a blend of it, but like you have like you I, know Janie's a little more like he's like I'm just not sitting there, you know what I mean? Like it 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 it's uh you know to each his own, but right. And I will I just the only thing I would clarify is you started with contrarian approach. And then went to the statistical, and I think it's the statistical that leads to the contrarian approach. I'm not saying would, sit Aaron Rodgers because I want to have a hot take. Right. Yes, you're right. I I was just sort of combining, but you're right. This you were taking the stats, looking at them, and being contrarian based against the popular opinion based on what the statistics say. Correct. You like Dallas Goddard this week? He's like a top ten tight end this year somehow. Well, well, a top ten tight end this week is just about anyone that's going to. Be on a football field. Uh, Jamie, Jamie had Debo ranked as his number nine tight end. Yeah, and I think that uh, that might be too low. Uh, <laughs> there are nine tight ends this season that have averaged double-digit fantasy points. 
Two of them are on a buy. Oh, boy. One of them's on IR. Oh, boy. Another one's already been ruled out for this week. Oh, boy. Two more are currently questionable. I was going to say George Kittle's on that list too, right? Yes. There there are three tight ends averaging double-digit fantasy points this season that we are certain on Wednesday afternoon are going to play this week. Oh, my God. Wait, who, uh, who is it? Zach Ertz, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller. Man, Mark Andrews, league winner. All right, so yeah, Jared Dallas Cook, Gar- Dallas Garner, you are starting. Jared Cook and Ryan Griffin are consensus top six tight ends. Holy Moses. Yes, yeah, start Dallas Goddard, start Noah Fant, start um, Eric Ebron if he plays, okay. Greg Olson, Jacob Hollister. Debo? Not Debo. Debo? Debo. Uh, okay, all right, that's good to know. Um, let's get some Facebook questions real quick. From Jared Ross, full PPR. Would you go Tyler Lockett if he plays or Tyler Boyd or Jalen Samuels this week? Already playing DJ Chark and Mike Evans. As long as Tyler Lockett participates in practice on Friday, I'm starting him. He's a top 10 wide receiver at worst. Yep. Eagles secondary is a little, is, is better now that they're healthy, but I, I agree with you. Um, and if Tyler Lockett doesn't play, full steam ahead on Josh Gordon. Yeah. And I'm starting DK Metcalf either way. For sure. Metcalf's been a stud this year. People have slept a little bit on how good DK Metcalf has been. He's been in any, in a different year, he could be rookie of the year. Now he can't turn. Like he can't do a, he can't turn backwards or forwards. Like he physically can't do it. It takes 15 or 20 minutes, but who knew though that that was, that really didn't matter. It doesn't matter. He can run fast. (laughs) Turns out you don't, you don't have to do that. (laughs) Watching him catch a ball and then like try to turn to run is amazing. He's like, Um, Rodrigo Munez, my man gets in here every week. I love it. Been streaming QBs all season long. Which one should I be targeting for the rest of the season for a championship run? The answer, Rodrigo, is Daniel Jones, but just not this week. It's either Daniel Jones, but just not this week, or Nick Foles, but just not this week. Or So Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones slash Nick Foles. Yeah. Those those guys will work. Jackson Stewart asks, Brandon Cooks is available in a few of my leagues. Would he be worth picking up over Terry McLaurin or Juju? Which I guess is, would you drop McLaurin or Juju for Brandon Cooks? Like, who chooses these questions? Debo. This is so depressing, Debo. I I just want, I want to, I don't want to answer this question. I know. It makes me so sad. I don't, I don't think I would, I don't think I would make that move. No. I don't think that you can, well, Juju's out this week. If you, yeah. if you absolutely had to have a wide receiver, like I don't know what your other option would need to be. And you're, you're like on the borderline of not making the playoffs. I would be fine with dropping Juju and trying to go with Brandon Cooks, but I mean, it's a major boom or bust and it might totally F you if he doesn't play on Monday. I mean, what's the matter to you? Nobody sent in any questions asking if they could drop David Johnson for Jonathan Williams. I would do that. I'd drop, I'd drop David Johnson <laughs> for a backup kicker at this point. Um, yeah. seriously, Jimmy Champ asks Gallup, Galladay, or Flash Gordon at flex in half PPR. Okay, I take it back. This is a good one. Yeah. Um, I would go with Michael Gallup. Wow. Really? You're going Galladay. I, I I like all three of them, honestly. Gallup is Gallup's been fantastic. I'm just concerned about. Although I guess if it's the Patriots, they're going to target Amari Cooper, and that might leave. That's what I was saying. I think it's difficult for them. Because they could take away Zeke. Sure. Or they could just let Zeke run wild and take away Cooper. I don't think they can take away 
Cooper, Gallup, and Zeke. The Cowboys have the best offense in football through 11 weeks, according to football outsiders. They're very good. Very good. Um, and that's going to be tough for the Patriots. Let me make sure that's accurate. Uh, food ball. I'm just making sure that they are still number one. Yes. Number one by actually a pretty, the difference between Dallas and Kansas City is actually wider than the difference between Kansas City and the number four team. And that's in what? Uh, football Outsiders, DVOA. Do you, you play any DVOA fantasy leagues? No, but. They're... I think someone should maybe create one of those. That'd be cool. Who can accumulate the most DVOA on a given season? <laughs> sure, yeah. Or, uh, or, uh, AV. Who can get the most AV, approximate value over the yes. course of the season? Um, DVOA is really just a sneaky way of saying fantasy points anyway. Um, Samantha Smith Isaacson wants to know full PPR. Should I start Devin Singletary or Ro- Rojo part due? That's Ronald I'm, Jones. I'm going with going right back to Singletary. Yeah. I was happy with his involvement in the offense. He's averaging six yards per carry. It's not a great matchup, but right back to Singletary. He didn't score, which led Jamie Eisenberg to name Matt Ryan the start of the week this week in a cowardly move, but that's fine. Um, he did name. Is it really Matt Ryan? I thought he was joking when he texted it, that. It is Matt Ryan at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? <laughs> the start of the week? Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's, I, I don't think there's a quarterback I would, I would start Matt Ryan over Lamar Jackson. Matt Ryan is my number one quarterback this week. I'd start Matt Ryan over every other quarterback in, in fantasy this week. Um, me too. All right. Uh, Diva, do we have time for the last two or should we go to break? All right. Keep going. All right. Uh, Tom de Guzman says half PPR, which two of these three to flex Tevin Coleman, Jalen Samuels or DK Metcalf. Uh. This is a, like, this is actually a better situation to be in than it sounds like for sure. You got two startable running backs. Um, I'm start. We had the debate on the show. So just full disclosure, I prefer Tevin Coleman to Jalen Samuels. Uh, Jamie prefers Jalen Samuels. I, I do think they're both very close. But I would start Coleman, and I think I'd start DK over Samuels. I like it. Um, I, I would agree with you there because one of the problems for Jalen Samuels is he's not great at running the ball between the tackles. Or if he is, and I think he's fine with it, but the Steelers don't trust him there. So even if it's half-point PBR, you're really leaning on receptions. We don't know what James Conner's status is. I, I, I agree with your call there. Clarence E says, PPR, Cooper has been Amari Cooper has been wide receiver at one. Should he still be number one every week? Been riding him in cup benches Woods. Teach, I don't understand the question. Cooper, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup. That's difficult. Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Michael Gallup, and Randall Cobb. Why don't we just pick two for just this week? For just this week, I would go with DJ Moore, mm-hmm. and he's my favorite of the group. And Michael Gallup, and I think I have Cooper. I have Cooper Cup. Oh yeah, yeah, of yeah. Amari Cooper and Gallup. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you can bench Cup. He's too big a monster. Full PBR, should I trade? This is Paul Panda. I like that name. Full PBR, should I trade Zeke for Hopkins straight up? I will probably face him in week 15. Wow, that's spicy. I, I like the confidence of thinking you will probably face him in week 15, and so I'm trying to find out who they both play in week 15. Uh, looks like Zeke is at the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And Hopkins... Does it say if this is a PPR league or not? Uh, full PPR, yes. Hopkins is at Tampa Bay week 15, I think. Or maybe he's at the Titans week 15. 
Six, yeah, six, six, he's at the Titans week 15. Now I'm wondering if Zeke's actually facing the team I said he was. Uh, hold on, I'll tell you. Let's see. So we have week 15. Yes, Hopkins at the Titans in week 15. We know that the Cowboys play the Eagles in week 16. The, the Rams. Rams. The Rams. Mm. I think I'd prefer to have Hopkins. This um, The new offense in Dallas has led to a lower target share for Ezekiel Elliott because they are throwing the ball down the field more. It's smart, sure. and it's good for everyone involved in Dallas except for Elliott. Yep. But it's it's not been great for Elliott. Yeah, and the Rams' defense is good, and Aaron Donald's awesome against the run. So I would go with Hopkins there. I agree with you. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll rip through DFS. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If ready PG, parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. All right, looking at the DFS week. I mean, I haven't hit a DFS. I haven't made any money in DFS in forever. Um, one, one, one tournament, crash down. Top quarterback plays we mentioned before, no-brainer, right? Matt Ryan. It's a no-brainer. He's not the type, top price quarterback on either site, but he is my top projected quarterback on both sites. So I think there's a pretty good chance he goes for 300 yards. It's very rare that I have a quarterback projected for three touchdowns. Matt Ryan is projected for three touchdowns. This week. I told Jamie when I found out that he, that was his start of the week, I was like, anything less than 350 and three touchdowns, you can't count that as a win. Like he has to go off. I think the, I think the rule is as long as he's a top 12 quarterback, it's a win. Yeah. Freaking layup. Matt Ryan, top 12 quarterback? If Matt Ryan is a top 12 quarterback, I will do this next, next week's show. Um, Actually, never mind. It's Thanksgiving next week. We'll figure it out. Jeff Driscoll, your contrarian play. Rushing yards. I like the rushing yards. I like the floor provided by that. I like the ceiling provided by Washington's secondary. And who knows? Maybe they'll score some points and keep Driscoll passing a little bit. Maybe so. By the way, with um with Matt Ryan, so he's the number two price quarterback on DraftKings. I assume yep. somewhere close in FanDuel. Are you are you assuming he'll be the most owned quarterback? I just thinking for a GPP versus, um, for tournament versus cash, I guess. I would think that he will be the highest owned. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it's going to be hard to beat Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar's on Monday. That's true. So he's not on the main slate. So yes. yeah, but I, so I there's just no Aaron Rodgers, no Jimmy Garoppolo, no I, Lamar I, Jackson, oh. no Jared Goff. Early ownership projections, there are four quarterbacks projected at over 10%. Ryan is the highest, sure. then Winston, Dak, and Wentz. But the di- just I mean, worth noting, the difference between Matt Ryan and – so Matt Ryan's 6,700 on DraftKings, and like Sam Darnold is 5,800. So you can save 900 bucks by going down to Sam Darnold, but it's not worth it if Matt Ryan goes off for some insane amount of yards. Like if he goes for 400 passing yards and five touchdowns, which is not even – like that's that would be crazy, but it's not that crazy. Um, then you will regret not paying for him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, running back, top running back is Leonard Fournette. 
Yeah, they uh, they made a mistake, set a franchise record for fewest rush attempts last week, mm. and Doug Marone's already come out and said he does not want that to continue. And so when you've got a running back that's averaging like 23 touches per game and his coach is talking about how we've got to get him the ball more, I want him, I want to play him, especially when his price is held down by the fact he's been unlucky getting into the end zone. Yeah. And, uh, John DeFilippo, this is two, two years in a row now. He's gotten chastised for throwing the ball too much. Maybe he'll get fired in a week again. I still like him. I like, of course, I like, he throws the ball. I like him too. Uh, I was going to look and see what that over under is. Can't be very high. Titans, Jaguars, 41 and a half, under 41 and a half. I would, I would lean under there. And I, I would assume, and I'll look at the early projections that Fournette is not, well, he's, he's the projected fourth highest owned running back. Yeah. I mean, he's a big name. There's a lot of guys. Again, there's running backs then. Uh, contrarian play, Devin Singletary, right back to the well. No concern at all. Well, some concern, but his ownership will be below 5%. Yeah. His price is back down to 6,300. I think he'll get more involved in the passing game. And I think he scores this week. If he'd scored last week, his price would have been stayed where it was. Yep. Top wide receiver play, Calvin Ridley. You like the Ridley over, um, Ridley over Julio stack? Well, I mean, I'm going to have both. And I will have some Ryan with both. As you should. For sure. But like, I don't know that there's $1,700 difference between those. And that's what the price difference is on FanDuel. Um, it seems like Ridley's, when Hooper's missing, it's Ridley who soaks up the targets. Now on, it's funny, on, on DraftKings, Ridley is projected as the highest owned wide receiver. Mm. Julio is second. Yeah. On FanDuel, Julio is projected as the highest owned receiver. Ridley is second. Okay. So. so you're not fooling anybody by playing these guys. No, no, no. I mean, they're going to be chalky, but they're, they're playing the Buccaneers. Right. That's how you've won fantasy. That's how you won money is by playing, fading the Buccaneers. Uh, you just have to get, you have to hit elsewhere. Uh, top contrarian play, our man, Devontae Parker. And this is a lack of my faith in everyone else accepting that Devontae Parker is good. Sure. Maybe they will and his ownership will be higher than I'm expecting, but he's a top 15, top 20 wide receiver and he keeps being priced like a number three. Okay. Top tight end, Zacherts. Yeah, the volume is, uh, back through the roof. 18 catches in his last two games. Just stay away, Alshon Jeffrey. Squeaky wheel sort of situation for him that's continuing. And also nobody else to catch the ball. Right. Uh, until he gets to the red zone and they throw it to the other tight end. That's dusk, yeah. And it's really frustrating. I don't own any Zach Ertz this year, but it's very frustrating if you do because they I, look alike. I, I have a lot. Well, their number is 86 and 88. I know. Yeah. So you're like, so time. you see the eight like rolling in. You're like, yes. And then you're like, no. Oh, so many times this year. Yeah. Uh, top tight end contrarian play, Noah Fant. Yeah, he's at 26% of the Broncos' targets since they traded Emmanuel Sanders. And last week I said it and it was 25. It went up. Yeah. I mean, he was in, Brandon Allen's looked okay. Yeah. I mean, he's not, I don't think he's good, but he's not no, so he's, bad that he, he's not Dwayne Haskins bad. I mean, like he's awkwardly probably, I mean, he, Noah Fan had 11 targets against the Vikings. Yeah. Didn't catch, he scored 10 fantasy points, didn't catch a, didn't have a touchdown. I believe he had three targets in the end zone with maybe interfered on one of them. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, so he's going to get his, his scores. Also two rushing attempts. Yeah, those didn't go well, right? No, they didn't, but they, they used yeah. him. They used him. Hey, may he never, he's fast, man. Um, all right. That's it. Do, do we miss anything, Debo? I think we got everything. Um, beer. Any, uh, any good beer? Yes. Heath? I had some more microphone. All right. The all Chicago right. brewery I told you about last time. Yeah, I remember. Um, still fantastic. I was going to tell you, uh, barrel aged press play. Ooh. It's what uh, 
the most recent five-star, Imperial Rye Stout with cocoa nibs, hazelnut, and vanilla aged in four roses barrels. Oh, yeah, we, we read about that one on the uh, on the thing, um, on the last podcast. I read it on the website. So this is a podcast listener who sent that to you. Yes. Okay. Um, I should point out then that uh, I, I think the one we talked about last time was the smells like bean spirit. Oh, I just know I was reading beers off microphones yes. website. Yes. It's like getting yes. thirsty. Yes. Uh, they, I, I'm, I've not quite worked my way all the way through the microphone beers. I'm very excited. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, so my friends out in San Diego at uh, extra 1360 um, have for whatever reason, Andy Kopic who works at belching beaver. I've never met him. But we're friends, friends online. He has decided to, have you heard about Belching Beaver? I have not. Okay. Belching Beaver, San Diego Brewery, awesome IPAs. Uh, Andy drops off beer from Belching Beaver at the radio station. So Marty Caswell can ship it to me because I do radio hits for them. And coming in the mail, uh, this week, I'm told, or at some point in, at some point soon is called What's in the Hops. And I don't know exactly what's happening, but. Uh, it is their seventh anniversary turbo hazy IPA and I am quite excited to try it. So I will let people know how that goes. I just followed them on Twitter hoping that uh, I can form some kind of online relationship. There you go. Well, uh, maybe they'll, maybe they listen to Wednesday with the Thursday podcast and maybe they'll jump on too. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if I had any other, I haven't had, what else did I have? Oh, you know what I had? Um, a Firestone Walker hazy IPA that was, uh, it was mind haze, mind haze IPA, and it was on sale for eight ninety nine for a six pack. When I was just going to get some on Monday, I was going to get food for dinner, and I needed some beers, uh, so I snagged it. Very good, very good. Not uh, overpowering, but very delicious. Nice New England IPA, so I recommend that as well. Cool, cool. All right, good talk. Great fantasy podcast. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week. Good luck to everybody in their uh, leagues this week. Unless I'm playing you, Heath, and I hope you. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG.